Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, March 31st. I'm Wayne Pratt. More St. Louis arts organizations are beginning to perform in front of audiences after a year of mostly online shows. Part of it is just having the opportunity to start getting back to some level of normalcy and gathering if we can. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports on how to stage a show safely during the pandemic. Campaign donations and their track records in public office are some of the issues facing the top two contenders for St. Louis Mayor. Treasurer Tashara Jones and Alderwoman Kara Spencer squared off yesterday in an often testy debate. They differed on whether a white person could lead the city, as has been the case since 2001. Jones, who is black, says while there have been examples of white allies, white people like Spencer don't have the experiences of African Americans. Spencer is promising to have tough conversations with anyone. But I do acknowledge that uh, the history in our nation of leaders, all leaders failing communities of color, creates skepticism, skepticism that is born out of real lived experience. City voters will choose between Jones and Spencer this coming Tuesday. Vice President Kamala Harris says the decision to open a mass vaccination center in downtown St. Louis will help make the COVID-19 vaccine more available. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. The America Center Convention Complex will soon be able to administer 3,000 shots a day, seven days a week. Harris told St. Louis Public Radio that this should deter St. Louis area residents who are just becoming eligible for the vaccine from traveling to rural Missouri. Really, our our real push right now is just to urge everyone who can get vaccinated, who is up to get vaccinated, that you do get vaccinated. Harris is confident that the Biden administration can combat vaccine hesitancy, including among Republicans. Trust the, the public health professionals, trust the doctors, trust the scientists. The America's Center vaccine site is set to open on April 7th. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. Jason's interview with Vice President Harris is online at stlpublicradio.org. Attorneys are suing the city of St. Louis in federal court over a decision requiring remote workers to continue to pay the 1% earnings tax. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff has more. The city's earnings tax ordinance doesn't have guidance on telecommuting. But last year, the Collector of Revenues Office decided that people working virtually due to the pandemic would not be eligible for refunds if their employer is still based in St. Louis. Viva Shock is an attorney representing the three plaintiffs in the case. All three worked from their homes in St. Louis and St. Charles counties over the last year. He says the city unfairly denied them hundreds of dollars in refunds for the 2020 tax year. They're just brazenly holding on to people's money, which they have, they're not entitled to. Shock and another attorney are pursuing a class action lawsuit. The money generated from the earnings tax makes up more than a third of the city's budget, and it pays for public services like police, fire, and parks. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Coronavirus concerns are not stopping a Michigan movie theater company from expanding into the St. Louis region. NCG Cinema has opened an eight-screen location at Alton Square Mall. 
CEO Jeff Geiger says those screens will be a key indicator of how the industry is bouncing back from a COVID-induced shutdown. He says it could be the only new movie house in the country to open in the pandemic. I know that there are more to come, for sure. But I think we may be the first. And in our conversations with the film distributors in Hollywood, all eyes are on Alton, Illinois. Geiger says customers will have to follow social distancing guidelines and keep their masks on while watching the movies. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra is adding four years to the contract of music director Stéphane Deneuve. The French conductor's contract was due to expire in 2022. His first season at the helm was disrupted by the coronavirus pandemic. The orchestra pivoted to online offerings like live streams and lunchtime conversations. Deneuve says he wants to continue some of those efforts after the pandemic. It made me feel that we need to work even more into uh, connecting to the whole community, into making the uh, SLSO even more accessible. St. Louis Symphony is staging concerts at Powell Hall for limited audiences through May 15th. More now on the region's performing arts community and the pandemic. Many organizations have spent a year performing mostly online because of the outbreak. That's starting to change with more shows in front of limited audiences. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports organizations are finding answers to the question of how to perform safely during a pandemic. Leaders of Metro Theatre Company knew they couldn't stage their spring show at the new Performing Arts Center in Kirkwood as they'd hoped. The grand opening of that venue was delayed by the pandemic. But the possibility of simply setting up a stage outside the building was irresistible. So that's where they'll soon perform an adaptation of Eric Carle's The Very Hungry Caterpillar, complete with three actors and 75 puppets. Artistic director Julia Flood says groups of patrons will be spaced out on the lawn. The idea of actually hearing young people laughing again, to have them responding in real time to what we're doing, is thrilling both for the staff of Metro Theatre Company, but I think especially for the performers. They'll also record the performance for people who don't feel ready to gather in groups again. COCA is also employing a hybrid model. In two weeks, it will live stream performances by the Afrocentric dance company Evidence, and about 100 audience members will be in the room, none of them closer than 17 feet from the dancers. These will be the first performances with an audience in COCA's new building, which the organization planned to open to the public last year. Kervin Dowthit Boyd, co-artistic director for dance, says they'll lay the way for a long-delayed performance by the organization's students. Our students, you know, who have not been on stage in front of people in well over a year, will finally get the opportunity to perform in the brand new space that we built for them and in front of people who love them and will be so excited to see them There are other live performances sprouting up in and around St. Louis. St. Louis Symphony Orchestra began a spring series at Powell Hall last weekend. The fabulous Fox Theater will present comedians and local musicians starting this month. Opera Theater St. Louis, St. Louis Ballet, and St. Louis Shakespeare Festival also announced upcoming performances with audiences. Concert promoter Drew Jameson of JMO Presents says it's extra complicated to put together events safely in a pandemic, but it can be done. A lot of us promoters, venues in in this area have worked so hard to be professional party planners that we're really good at like crowd control. You know, that's like essentially part of our game. So I I think we're up for this challenge 
Jameson began producing concerts at City Foundry in March. He says a new air circulation system there will exceed CDC guidelines for airflow. That's a key factor in reducing spread of the virus. Last week, he brought singer-songwriter Martin Sexton to the Big Top and Grand Center, where walls were taken off the tent to make it a fully outdoor venue. Chris Hansen is executive director of Kranzberg Arts Foundation, which runs the Big Top and a tented jazz series outside the Grandel Theater. He doesn't expect to open the foundation's indoor venues anytime soon. Presenters aren't ready and audiences aren't ready to re-enter into those spaces, and the reduced capacities really restrict um, the economy around the art and, and making it viable. The size of the audience is a big question over at the Muni. Right now, fans can buy tickets for all seats for a seven-show season beginning July 5th. But Managing Director Kofi Coleman says the organization is planning for several potential scenarios, including reducing capacity to allow for social distancing. Yet the theater needs to be able to sell enough tickets to simply afford its season of splashy musicals with big casts. If it gets safe enough to gather some people and do something and not lose your shirt you know financially there's just an importance there part of it is just taking the opportunity or having the opportunity to start getting back to some level of normalcy and gathering if we can more than a year into the pandemic the virus is still spreading widely in st louis but as more people receive the covid19 vaccine and venues develop the capacity to put on safer events more organizations are likely to decide that the show, once again, will go on. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, this is the last day of March, and the National Weather Service says the month is ending without a trace of snow in St. Louis. It will be the first time since 1938 that no snow has fallen in the city during the month of March. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.